Chapter Twenty One of Original Stories from Real Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Wollstonecraft. Chapter Twenty One The Benefit of Bodily Pain. Fortitude, the Basis of Virtue the folly of irresolution the children had been playing in the garden for some time whilst mrs mason was reading alone but she was suddenly alarmed by the cries of caroline who ran into the room in great distress mary quickly followed and explaining the matter said that her sitter had accidentally disturbed some wasps who were terrified and of course stung her remedies were applied to assuage the pain yet all the time she uttered the loudest and most silly complaints regardless of the uneasiness she gave those who were exerting themselves to relieve her in a short time the smart abated and then her friend thus addressed her with more than usual gravity i am sorry to see a girl of your age weep on account of bodily pain it is a proof of a weak mind a proof that you cannot employ yourself about things of consequence how often must i tell you that the most high is educating us for eternity the term virtue comes from a word signifying strength fortitude of mind is therefore the basis of every virtue and virtue belongs to a being that is weak in its nature and strong only in will and resolution children early feel bodily pain to habituate them to bear the conflicts of the soul when they become reasonable creatures this i say is the first trial and i like to see that proper pride which drives to conceal its sufferings those who when young weep if the least trifle annoys them will never i fear have sufficient strength of mind to encounter all the miseries that can afflict the body rather than act meanly to avoid them indeed this seems to be the essential difference between a great and a little mind the former knows how to endure whilst the latter suffers an immortal soul to be depressed lost in its abode suffers the inconveniences which attack the one to overwhelm the other the soul would always support the body if its superiority was felt and invigorated by exercise the almighty who never afflicts but to produce some good end first sends diseases to children to teach them patience and fortitude and when by degrees they have learned to bear them they have acquired some virtue in the same manner cold or hunger when accidentally encountered are not evils they make us feel what wretches feel and teach us to be tender-hearted many of your fellow-creatures daily bear what you cannot for a moment endure without complaint besides another advantage arises from it after you have felt hunger you will not be very anxious to choose the particular kind of food that is to satisfy it you will then be freed from a frivolous care when it is necessary to take a nauseous draught swallow it at once and do not make others sick whilst you are hesitating though you know that you ought to take it 
if a tooth is to be drawn or any other disagreeable operation to be performed determine resolutely that it shall be done immediately and debate not when you clearly see the step that you ought to take if i see a child act in this way i am ready to embrace it my soul yearns for it i perceive the dawning of a character that will be useful to society as it prepares its soul for a nobler field of action believe me it is the patient endurance of pain that will enable you to refill your passions after you have borne bodily pain you will have firmness enough to sustain the still more excruciating agonies of the mind you will not to banish momentary cares plunge into dissipation nor to escape a present inconvenience forget that you should hold fast virtue as the only substantial good i should not value the affection of a person who would not bear pain and hunger to serve me nor is that benevolence warm which shrinks from encountering difficulties when it is necessary in order to be useful to any fellow-creature there is a just pride a noble ambition in some minds that i greatly admire i have seen a little of it in mary for while she pities others she imagines that she could bear their inconveniences herself and she seems to feel more uneasiness when she observes the sufferings of others than i could ever trace on her countenance under the immediate pressure of pain remember you are to bear patiently the infirmities of the weakest of your fellow-creatures but to yourselves you are not to be equally indulgent End of chapter 21 recording by john brandon